the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Kicking off the week here on the best day of the week on Monday. Don't want to see any frowns from anybody in there in the booth. <laughs> all right. I'm in a great mood just because I get to come and share this time with you guys. I appreciate you all so, so very much. I know you have a lot of options and choices where you spend your time, where you get your information, who you trust. And it means a lot to me that at least some people out there trust the AK Show and tune in every night, 6 to 8 p.m. right here. Don't forget that if you miss any part of the show, we always have the podcast you can download. Email me at andreakshow.com. And the live call-in number is 888-344-1170. Of course, all eyes are on the border from San Diego and beyond as we await the next wave of the flood of illegals ready to break into this country. But that's not actually going to be my opening story uh, of tonight because I think that it's when I look at the border and the situations going on here and the intention that's behind it to destroy this country, I have to look at the the forces within in the United States uh, who are behind that. Which to me means the border crisis is an, uh, is under the umbrella of the deep state, the police state, the communist within us that seek to destroy us. And so I have another topic I'm going to open up with. Of course, I want to hear from you guys tonight on whatever is most concerning to you. In fact, maybe that should be my question tonight. What are you most concerned about? Is it the border? Is it the fact that we've got a Department of Justice that still continues to um, target It's political opponents, not unlike Castro's Cuba. Is it the Second Amendment, which to me, Second Amendment comes under, again, it comes under the weaponization of the government because really what they want to do is exploit every crisis. Yes, we had another shooting in a mall. I think we've had over something over 200 shootings uh, in the United States States this year. I've seen lots of conservatives uh, say what they think the solution is there. What do you think the solution is? 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I've got to bring in this man. It's my brother. Every night of the week, even on Mondays, even if he don't want to be here, it's DJ Potato Skins. Oh, don't get it twisted, as some people would say. I didn't say I don't want to be here. It is not my favorite day of the week. I understand. I understand. I know you are absolutely dedicated to my show and to doing your part to save the country. Um, 
Sorry for the little yawn there. Um, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I come. I thought here. this was your favorite day of the week. You can't it be is, yawning. It is my favorite day of the week. But there's something about coming in here. Something about being here that's like my safe space. It's like ah, I can breathe a sigh of relief and I'm comforted and I'm calm. And so that's where that's coming from. You guys can disagree with me on whether or not you think this is the top story of the night. But breaking news tonight is the far lefty judge. Uh, you remember uh, Trump has been indicted by Alvin Bragg in New York City. Remember that story? Kind of forgotten about it, right? Because right now he's also on trial in a civil court for rape. I mean, the, the the determination of this government to take out Trump and take out 75 million voters cannot be ignored, regardless of the opinion. What's going on at the border? Is there anything new today than what's been going on to the border since Joe Biden took office? So is that really where I should be? What you have to when you see every mainstream media outlet or every every media outlet covering one story, I almost have to go, okay, what do they not want us to talk about tonight? Right? They probably don't want you to be talking tonight or be thinking about the fact that a judge in New York City has put a gag order on Trump and told him he is not allowed to. Because remember the Alvin Bragg case, the DA case has to do with a Stormy Daniels hush uh, money payment, right? That Alvin Bragg is contending was a campaign violation, right? Which still would be a nothing burger if it was a Democrat. However, this judge has blocked Trump from posting details about it to social media. and But it gets even worse than there because he's been barred from viewing any evidence in the case unless his lawyers are present. So I'm being, where in the U.S. Constitution, where in our, in our um, Department of Justice, where am I not allowed to see when I'm charged with a crime? And this is the district attorney's office. This is, this is a crime. The civil case, the punishment is you got to write a check, right? So if he's found by a preponderance of evidence that's more likely than not that he, that he attacked this woman in a Bergdorf Goodman, uh, the, the restitution there is in the form of writing a check, right? But this is criminal charges and you're in Trump's not allowed to review the evidence against him without an attorney present. I should be allowed. It should be, isn't it public record? Aren't all, all of it public record? Unless it's a minor, all the evidence is supposed to be available to the public. Now, maybe not in the, the course of, well, as I'm thinking about it, if there's any attorneys out there, I should have invited Tom DeBacaro on, I, I, but this was breaking news. Um, I, I think that uh, the discovery process typically is that, um, your attorney typically is involved in you seeing evidence because typically what happens is your attorney has to go and request in the process of the discovery, request the information be sent to you, right? Um, but, the, you know, there's a, the, the U.S. government and then your attorney gets it and your attorney says, here's what we got from the other side. But when it involves the criminal courts, they are obligated to hand that over. Now, maybe it might go through the attorney, but he's not allowed to review it without an attorney present. What kind of Castro crap is is being put over on citizens of the United States of America? I got the right to review whatever I want to review when you're trying to charge me with a crime. If I want to sit there in the middle of the night on Saturday night, why would I not be allowed to review it? Why is Trump not allowed to review the evidence that the government has against him? Unless his attorneys are present. Why? 
Have you ever heard of anything like this before in your life, Skins? No. Here's what he went on to say. He barred former Trump, uh, President Trump from making public evidence and other material related to a pending criminal case against him in New York, where he's charged with falsifying business records. Da, da, da. He also barred Trump from viewing evidence in the case other than in the presence of his lawyer. He's not allowed to copy the material. What? I just went through a, a, a five-year legal situation. I'm not going to bore everybody with the details on it. was not criminal. But I was allowed to do whatever I wanted to do with the evidence, and I did not have to review it when my attorney was president, present. Now, it wasn't a criminal case, but still. The DA's office has sought the protective order due to concerns Trump would inappropriately use the material or post the information on social media or elsewhere. Trump's lawyers had opposed that request, which relates to the so-called discovery materials. How, how, why would it not be public record? Why would the public not be allowed to see it? When, uh, it, 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 is it not um, all over the media, every piece of evidence they can find, and if not, they manufacture it when it's somebody that the left wants persecuted. When it was the white Hispanic George Zimmerman, they went so far as to take the 911 call and edit it to make it sound like he was targeting Trayvon Martin for his color. We all remember the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Can't it, it, That was recent in which it was all over the media. <clears throat> he couldn't get... It was a shock to me that the jury found in the right instance for him because the uh, the... Government, the president of the United States weighed in on the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Do you remember that? The president of the United States. It was a miracle for that young man that he was able to get a jury that was only going to look at the evidence because the pressure on the jury by the U.S. government, by the media, by the top elected official in the country put pressure on that jury. Was was trying the case in the public, but Donald J. Trump isn't allowed to express his own opinion. If the government's if the government has evidence, why would he not be allowed to to show the public the evidence? It's supposed to be a matter of public record. We're all supposed to see the evidence. It's supposed to be a matter of record. Every time I believe when and I watched every bit of the Murtaugh uh, uh, case recently, every time filings, every time there's evidence and, and it's filed and it's part of the discovery process, it's entered into the record and it's uploaded to the courts. We are all supposed to get a copy uploaded to the courts. I don't know how to to impress upon people how scary this is because the one thing that separates us from the rest of the crap hole countries in this world of the communists today is VE day today is victory in Europe day in which the Nazis the paperwork was signed that the Nazis were full surrender how many Americans died for that victory to end Nazism around the world and communism around the world, to have the United States of America now shoving that crap on its citizens through our Department of Justice. This, to me, is the number one 
story in the land because it's another story. It's just a continuation of the persecution and the and prosecution of individuals. Meanwhile, we find out that the Department of Justice was tipped off in 2018 during the Trump administration that the that they had evidence that Joe Biden, you know, that recent revelations, according to Jim Comer, James Comer and Grassley, that there was a document related to showing proof that Joe Biden had received bribes in terms of uh, in, in exchange for policy. The tip to the Department of Justice about that bribery scheme was was given given in 2018. Meanwhile, so while the while the Biden crime family is continuing, has continued to steal money from the taxpayers, exploit the United States of America to do corrupt deals. And then and then that got buried to install like toilet paper, the most corrupt politician in history. Meanwhile, we've got those that oppose the communist regime continuing to be persecuted. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion and we are going to talk about uh, continue the discussion, of the two sets of, of laws that we have in this country. Uh, One for the Democrats and the elites and one for illegal aliens. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I haven't been to Randy's yet. The new new, uh, Randy's from L.A., the famous Randy's. Is now open in San Diego. I don't live out by way of Murphy Canyon Drive, so I need a review from anybody. 888-344-1170. You know, my man, you could swing by there on your way in sometime. Yeah, not happening. Mm, Sorry, I I have very little time in the mornings. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, What can I say about the border that hasn't already been said? Right? Um, we've got, um, estimates that there has been, um, I saw an estimate today that there has been 6.3 million illegals come into this country since Joe Biden took office. 33 states in the United States have, uh, lower populations than that. I don't know if that's true or not. Does that sound right to you? It's a lot of people though. It's a lot of people. You think about, and and what they're doing is, they're doing kind of like I mentioned when we had Todd, ben, Todd Benzman on the show last week, it's kind of like Europe to where uh, in the book While Europe Slept, they were all about multiculturalism and they're actually recruiting and going to Muslim countries and inviting them to come in, but then they, they don't want them living in downtown Paris, right? So then they want them to set up communities in the outskirts so that they don't have to bump, bump against them, right? And and we, we've got these large communities that are taking place in our country country like in um, Cleveland, Texas, right? Um, but eventually it's going to affect everybody. We will all be El Paso, Texas, where it's like a third world country reportedly with, you think if you see the homeless problems that we've got in San Diego, like in downtown San Diego, they can't hardly rent an apartment in the East Village, right? Because of the homeless population down there is so bad. That's what El Paso is supposedly like over the entire city because of, of illegals. We don't. We are looking at, I think it's upwards of 10,000 illegals flooding across daily 
I don't know how many are going to end up kind of coming across. This is absolutely unsustainable. So when we see that there was somebody who drove their car uh, through a, a bunch of uh, illegals on a sidewalk in Texas, or when we see that there was a shooting in a Texas mall, you know, the left has to immediately start talking about gun control. They haven't mentioned car control. So, of course, the driver of the car, they had to talk about being a white, uh, a white supremacist, right? Same same way with the shooter, um, because, you know, they've got to somehow, somehow blame Republicans for these tragedies. They can't assume any responsibility. They can't blame the fact that reportedly I saw a, 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 a image today of the driver of the car. I think his name was Alvarez in a in, in a hospital bed and with an image, a tattoo of a Mexican gang on his stomach. Supposedly, there was also a tattoo of a gang of the shooter at the Texas mall. But the left wants to say this is either an example of how we need gu- we need gun grab. We, we haven't gone far enough with gun control legislation and or it's a white supremacy problem. I bring you the latest insanity. Um, I was just mentioning in the last segment about George Zimmerman, the white Hispanic, right? In order to try to make the Trayvon Mar- Martin story about white people targeting black kids in hoodies, they had to literally accuse an Hispanic man of being white. Here today is the same kind of argument from the haints on The View. I want to talk about the the race aspect too. We all have to remember that the head of the Proud Boys, his name is Enrique Tarrio. The Proud Boys is a white nationalist group. Look, being Hispanic or being black does not, or being anything, does not make you immune from being racist, from right. being radicalized, from being a white supremacist, from being evil, from being homicidal. And we are seeing it over and over again. There are people, you know, they, they don't see themselves as what yeah. they are. Yeah. And Spit they, it out. Well, it's too long to get Spit into. Spit it out. But I was just going to say, I mean, well, we'll come back. No, spit it out. <laughs> don't, don't worry, yeah, you know, let's end it there. We don't need to listen to that. Um, she's right in the one sense. Their racism... It comes from all different types of people and where they come from, right? But but if if a white person is racist, they're not called a black supremacist, are they? Right? They're not called a black. They're they're just called a racist. Why would this is if this Hispanic person is racist? Why does he have to be? Why is he a white supremacist? Instead of just saying this person's racist. And black people can be racist and white people can be racist and everybody can be racist. No, we've got to call him a white supremacist, right? We've got to somehow, somehow spit on white people. We've got to somehow blame America. Today is Victory in Europe Day, as I mentioned before. How many students even know about victory in Europe? How many students are even taught that anymore? How many of them are taught D-Day? How many of them are taught Victory in Europe Day? How many of them are taught about how how courageous the greatest generation who volunteered? Oh, is it, they're not even taught what the meaning of American exceptionalism is. No, of course, because they're, they're not taught that America is exceptional. They're, they're taught that we're the worst country on the planet. Here we are in a day in which we saved the world, and I haven't seen one celebration of it anywhere. Have you, Skins? Nope. Not a word. Nowhere. Oh, we got a recruitment problem. Of course you do, because you're you are purging out the 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 heroes that want to be there. 
And then the and then the high school kids and those coming up that would be the the perfect age to be recruited don't want anything to do with this country. They hate this country, or they're so focused on being miserable and thinking they're a, a, a girl trapped in a boy's body, and they're shaving their heads and they're dyeing their rest of whatever hair they got left purple and they're just miserable. Oh, I know. So let's hire a drag queen to try to recruit. Well, thinking about the people that do want to enlist in the military, Andrea, and then they see all the nonsense like those ads and they're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to sign up anymore. Or how about the fact that what's the use of our military these days? We're going to send 1500 down to the border to do what? To aid and abet illegals? So if you've got somebody that watched the original Top Gun, because I don't know if I would say the second one was as much of a, like a good recruiting film as the first one. Or if you want or, or if you see any of these amazing uh, movies showing the heroism and the bravery of our troops and how cool it is. Um, do, is this what they sign up for to go down to the border to do paperwork for illegals to break in to this country to break the rules to go down to the border where the Mexican cartels are in control? Is that what anybody signs up for? Is that what a few of the proud the Marines are? I saw a headline on a local news. I'm not sure if, Darryl, if this was Daryl Issa's message or not. But the headline on the lower third of the TV screen said the federal government is not prepared for the invasion. This is what the federal government wants. Don't give them excuses. Nobody's being blindsided here, not prepared. They've incentivized this. This is what they want. Yeah, pretty much the federal government, their response is oops. They're happy about this. This is happening because this is what the government wants. And both sides of the aisle want this. Here's Governor Abbott and his most phony I care about the border tone today. Clip three. Right now, as we're speaking, the Texas National Guard is loading Black Hawk helicopters and C-130s, deploying specially trained National Guard members for the Texas Tactical Border Force. They will be deployed to hot spots along the border to intercept, to repel, and to turn back migrants who are trying to enter Texas illegally. <laughs> Do you believe that? I don't, because I remember seeing a video where uh, that uh, I think it was the Texas National Guard went and opened up a fence and let, and let them come in. Look, if Governor Abbott wanted to use the Texas National Guard to repel people coming across the border, he would have already done it. I saw a report with Lara Logan today, memo to me. She sent me her press rep's contact information. I need to get her on the show. Uh, That she did some digging into the language of the state of Texas. And evidently, the language in the state of Texas in terms of the border is language like you would find in the United Nations. It's about welcoming them here. Look, it's obvious that both re- the Republican establishment and the Democrats for decades uh, want the open border, right? Otherwise, look at George W. Bush. Did he? It, George W. Bush didn't even make an attempt to seal the border. What was his gang of eight about? Amnesty. That's what his compassionate conservatism was about. It was the Republican Party that blocked Donald J. Trump. And quite frankly, Trump's mistake after they blocked him from building the wall... Instead of him going to try to find pennies here and there, he should have sent the U.S. military down to the border. He should have set up, he should have set up and, and, and um, used funds from the Department of Defense to set up an installation at the border. 
Why don't we have an installation at the border? Why don't we? Why do we have Fort Hood in Texas and and we've got uh, Corpus Christi? I think there's where we've got some Navy stuff and some fighter, uh, some pilot stuff going on there. Why don't we have any at the border of Mexico? Why is it that we have, what is it, Fort Huatulco in uh, New Mexico or Arizona, but they're not on the border? Why do we not have one of our military, the number one goal of our U.S. government, our number one job is to protect this nation, and that means our sovereignty. And yet we have no military installation at any border. Not here in San Diego. We got 30, 32nd Street, not far from the border. How far is 32nd Street from the border? 10 miles maybe? 12 miles? Why? Why we got Camp Pendleton way up practically in, in Orange County instead of down at the border? Why don't we have boots down there? They tell the local authorities, you're, it's not your job. You're not allowed to do anything with the border. We'll do your job. Going to take a break. We come back. Going sh- to shift a little gears. Have y'all heard about the reparations here in California? <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So, as we had another these mass shootings that that uh, took place at this Texas mall, uh, I heard I, I heard one of the, a, a conservative today in the media saying the solution to all these shootings. Stop talking about mental health. The solution is just everybody should own a gun. Go out and buy guns. I don't agree with that. I think I think everybody should own a gun. Um, I, I think everybody should be prepared and trained on how to use it for self defense. I don't think that that solves the problem of why we've got all these ma- mass shootings happening. That's that's not a solution. I think there's a different re. Well, I like I like I said. Well, I think that everybody should own a gun and be trained in self defense. That's not going to solve the problem because the problem we have is really complicated. And I always and I always hate it when people try to give some quick, you know, one one size fits all solution. Uh, the solution is one size fits all. The solution is really God, but that's not necessarily going to happen, right? Um, the, the solution is a return of the United States to a culture that was respectful, that would, don't, don't get me wrong, there's evil in this world. There's sin in this world. That's why Christ came and died on the cross for us. Um, but we as a culture in this country were one that was about law-abiding citizens. It was one that, that believed in good versus evil, believed in right versus wrong. We believed in consequences for their actions. People were raised. People were raised to get married in their early 20s and settle down, not run around till they're 40, getting, you know, uh, surgery after surgery after surgery so that they can, you know, take pictures of their butts, you know, and put it on, you know, just the way the moral decay of this country is, is the real issue. Of what's happened. And then when you take, take God out of society, you make a, a, and then you foster anger amongst its citizens, then, you know, it's, it's a recipe for acting out. And when people, when you've got a mob of teenagers in Chicago that attack a white woman and the mayor elect comes out and defends them and says, Oh, they're just teenagers and, and kids do dumb things like my kid riding down a banister that, you know, we, we've got a societal cultural problem. And it's not an easy solution. 
but it's got to begin with severe. It, it, the the I think the place to start is severe punishment. I saw a police car on the way into the station tonight, a van that had written on it, humane law enforcement. And I thought, humane law enforcement? My, You know what my idea of humane law enforcement is? That's where if, 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 um, that's where when um, somebody shows up, when a couple of cops respond to a domestic and they find a girlfriend whose face is black and blue and bloody, they don't beat the crap out of the guy when they arrest him. That's my idea of humane law enforcement. Or the highway patrol comes across a scene like the uh, this viral video of this young girl who killed two people drunk driving and she's giggling that she doesn't take a billy club across her mouth for laughing. That's my idea of humane law enforcement. We need to be throwing the book at people instead of, you know, setting up shop and providing housing for every cartel member and drug trafficker who comes across our border. Increase the size of our prisons. Stop this, you know, compassion for the law breakers in this country. And let me tell you, we start getting serious about crime enforcement in this country. It will be some deterrence from people. Lots of people do the crimes because they know they're going to get away with it. Right. We got we've got a form of reparations right now, which is, you know, the idea is, you know, if you're black because you're you know, you're you're part of a group that was oppressed hundreds of years ago. You get to go and, you know, smash and grab and do whatever you want to do and get reparations. I'll get to that story in a moment. We've got to have some serious law, you know, uh, enforcement. And we've also have to return to equal justice under the law. Why do I not have the manifesto in my hands of this trans terrorist who went and shot up some kids in a school? Why do we not know that? Because they're protecting the trans community. Would we not know, would we not know every word if that had been somebody in a MAGA hat? They're protecting that trans terrorist who killed children, nine-year-olds. The the head of the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, was before Congress, and he was grilled by Representative Thomas Massey. Uh, we, uh, We don't know. They were able to, after Jan 6, round up people, little old ladies that had no cell phones they were able to round up. Yet, we don't know. We The, the ATF can't find, and law enforcement, the FBI can't find who left these pipe bombs on video outside the RNC and the DNC. A pipe bomb outside the DNC that was planted on a sidewalk before Kamala Harris arrived. And she practically stepped over it, I think, and went inside. And we also don't know the identity of the Supreme Court leaker. Come on now. Here's the director of the ATF answering Massey over the identity uh, or what's going on with the Jan 6 pipe bomb investigation. Clip one. Um, Do you, you know, the bump stock regulation was in response to a shooting in Las Vegas. Do you have any information at all? That might lead you to believe there were actually NFA weapons uh, in Las Vegas. In other words, guns that have been converted to machine gun fire or unregistered machine guns in addition or instead of the bump stocks. Uh, I, I, well, I am not privy to the details of the investigation, so I do not have any information about the details. of Who, that. Who's in possession of those firearms? Uh, I don't know who's in possession of those firearms. 
Um, we'd like to know that. Also, I see that you're cooperating with the FBI. The ATF is on the January 6th pipe bomb investigation. What can you tell us about how that's going? Um, uh, obviously, that's a significant matter. It is an ongoing criminal investigation, and so I'm not going to comment on an ongoing criminal investigation. Were, were those pipe bombs operable? Again, I mean, again. The ATF is the expert. Again, it's an ongoing criminal investigation and under longstanding policy, I cannot come. And we've just had a whole committee for two years that investigated <laughs> yeah. ongoing investigations. So I'm not accepting that yeah. answer from you. Uh, we need to know these things. Do you know how the pipe bomb was discovered at the DNC? We've been told how it was discovered at the RNC. And, it, and according to a press release from the FBI, you're working with them on this investigation Respectfully, um, I understand your disagreement, but I cannot comment because it is an ongoing criminal investigation. Well, I, I think you can comment. Yeah, you can comment. Oh, no, they can publicize. Do like uh, do like a um, mini series, like a Netflix series of, of Jan 6 complete with hiring a former ABC News producer. And talk about Jan 6 and all the evidence that's cherry picked all day long. But he can't talk about. First of all, he, he refuses to talk about the Las Vegas shooting. That was, what, five years ago? Six years ago when he won't talk about the Vegas shooting? What are they hiding from us on that Vegas shooting? We never got the real story on the Vegas shooting situation. He says he doesn't know. Dude, you got one job. Your alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. It's your job to know what the situation was with those firearms in Las Vegas. What kind of crappy answer is that? He won't even answer whether or not those pipe bombs were operable. I don't believe they were. It was a part of the Fed Fed surrection plot that was cooked up by our government. That's what it's all about. All to try to weaponize the government against MAGA. Meanwhile, story I alluded to earlier, Bribe the the revelations recently we all thought was revelations that there was this document showing actual evidence that Joe Biden had been bribed for policy uh, positions for foreign governments, not just including uh, Ukraine. Evidently, these bribery allegations were brought to the DOJ by a whistleblower in 2018, 2018, and they sat on it. They buried it. Not only did they bury it, instead of investigating the allegation, they started investigating the whistleblower who brought it forth. So no wonder, no wonder they had spies like Colonel Chow Thief in the White House listening to Trump. And when he started getting close on that phone call with Zelensky about what, what wanting to, to know more about what went on with Joe Biden and Ukraine, that's when they had to pull the trigger on impeachment against Donald Trump, that he was weaponizing the U.S. government against a potential candidate that would run against him in 2020. It was all about covering this up. See the see the Democrat Party always is on the offense. They're always playing offense, and we don't even we don't even give good defense. Brad uh, Bud Cummins, a former federal prosecutor, first reported the bribery allegations to then US, New York U.S. Attorney Jeff Berman on October fourth, twenty eighteen, in an email claiming he had evidence that Joe Biden had quote exercised influence to protect his son's Ukrainian employer, which was Burisma. In exchange for payments for 200 Biden, Devin Archer, and Joe Biden. Uh, John Solomon got the email 
And Cummins said that Ukraine's then-prosecutor, Litsenko, wanted to travel to the United States to meet Berman and could produce two John Doe witnesses to corroborate his claims against the Bidens. Despite Cummins' claims, the U.S. attorney, Berman, did not respond. Cummins said that, uh, I can't really imagine a legitimate reason for the Department of Justice not to follow up on an offer like that. I feel like it was stonewalled. It doesn't make much sense to investigate the guy who brings you the allegation rather than the allegation. Of course it makes sense. If your whole role as the Department of Justice and the FBI, as I have been saying since 2016, is to cover up the crimes of the Democrats and then manufacture evidence against the opposing party. They covered up crimes of Hillary Clinton, violating the Espionage Act and colluding with Russians to affect the outcome of election. So then what did they have to do? They had to accuse Donald Trump of colluding with Russians to cover up their crimes. The best defense is a good offense. So they had to accuse Trump of what Hillary Clinton had done. So then they had to accuse Trump of doing something untoward with Ukraine in order to cover up for Joe Biden. And that's what they did here. This whistleblower comes forth. It's them. It's him that they investigate. This is what our FBI and, and the uh, and the ultimate goal of this is for our U.S. government to control the outcome of our elections. According to Cummins, Berman failed to respond and instead obtained data from his iPhone via a grand jury subpoena to Apple in what appeared to feel like retaliation, of course. Now, Eric Chimarella, remember how protected he was as a whistleblower involving Ukraine? And why is it when we had the Ukraine impeachment, none of this was brought forth? Not one piece of, of, of this. And where is Trump today? Why isn't Trump screaming about this today? Because it was his own administration, his own Department of Justice. He's not doing himself any favors. It's like he doesn't want to scream about this because he's gonna, he feels like it'll be, it, it'll be perceived as a failure on his part. It's not a failure. These people were entrenched career corrupt communists from top to bottom at the FBI and the DOJ before you got to town, Trump. It's not an indictment of you. You don't do yourself any favors by by covering this up. Yes, it happened during his time, but it's not his fault. Cummins said it was perverse that you report an allegation of a petty, serious crime and they don't investigate it, but they were investigating you. Congressional investigators are creating a timeline to show that federal law enforcement agencies were given information from 2016 to 2020 that raised concerns about the family Biden business. They need to be tying it to the Ukraine impeachment. Where was the Republican Party? Why? I said at the time, why haven't you dragged Hunter and Joe Biden in front of that impeachment? Joe Biden was not a candidate for president at that point. Going to take a break. Stay tuned, though. I ain't done. <laughs> News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Evidently, a woman was rescued. She spent five days um, out in wherever she was in the wilderness, and she survived on <laughs> wine and lollipops. <laughs> 
That's quite the survival pack to have in your car. <laughs> now, I always carry protein bars with me everywhere. Um, and I've always got water in my car, probably not enough of it. But I find that interesting that she, that she had that combo, wine and lollipops. A lot of sugar. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I'm not a wine drinker. I'm allergic to wine. And um, I used to enjoy red wine. Now that now And then I developed allergies. And now I haven't had any in like 10 years. And I just now it just sounds ugh to me. Um, but I guess you do what you got to do, right? When you're hungry and you're out in the woods. I don't know. Wine and lollipops. Okay, memo to me, though. I to to keep a better snackage uh in my in my car. You know what? You know what I've always feared is our wilderness out here in California. You don't want to get stuck is on the freeway like sig alert when the when the when something bad happens and you're stuck on the freeway for 5 hours. That to me is is a nightmare. Every time it's happened to me, it's all every single time and it's I've been a handful of times no food. I've never been stuck in a sig alert all these years. It's always been something I've dreaded. And the sig alert was named after, I think, a highway patrolman or something, an officer at at one point. And it's when this freeway is basically shut down and everybody's kind of stuck out there sitting in their cars all day. And so now I got a reminder to me to load up on some water and some snackage. Um, To me, and by the way, that's the best part of a road trip, isn't it? Oh, snacks, food, yeah. What's your idea of good road trip food? In and out before you leave. That's not road trip yes, food. Yes, it most definitely is. It no, most definitely a road is. trip food is chips. It's uh, oh, in and out French fries. Not much. Oh, different they have than the chips. worst French fries in the world. Oh, I hate in and out French fries, dude. Yes. That's not even. That's not road trip food. Road trip food is snacks. Okay, it's bags of chips. It's boxes of hot tamales, candy. No, I won't eat bags of chips in my car. That's too many crumbs. Sorry. <sighs> Do you people see what I'm dealing with here? What's your idea of road trip food, people? Um, Slim Jims is good snack food. Um, I used to love um, like licorice mix. I used to, I like, um, because they used to be in the grocery stores where they had different candy dispensers and you would take a bag and you fill it up. You did mention Slim Jims. I will do those. Those I love a good Slim Jim. So um, candy bars, chocolates. See, again, I'm not much of a candy bar guy. Yeah. You eat, you eat it, you eat, you go through drive through you get in and out, you're done with that in 10 minutes. I mean, the point of road trip snackage is that you're snacking and eating for hours. You stop. No, you're snacking and eating for hours. That's the entire point. You. What? I said I snack differently than you. You don't, That's not a snack. That's that a meal. It's definitely a snack. A cheeseburger and fries is not a snack. Well, if I was going to get a snack, it would just be the fries and then I'll get the burger later. When you, you you don't even get popcorn at the movies either. Nachos. Nachos are good. I'm with you there. We have an accord. All right, we'll be back. Hour two on its way. Don't you go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.